When one thing goes wrong, it may seem that quite possibly everything goes wrong. Life is busy. You have to juggle school, work, and social life as a college student. It can all become overwhelming. I'm your host, Krista Hankey. I'm currently in my second semester of classes at Utah State University. Go Aggies! I do not have a major yet. That is quite stressful. I get stressed and overwhelmed extremely easily. In this episode, I want to talk about a day that ended in me sobbing and eating ice cream and quite literally just being a mess. But from that day, I learned a lesson about managing life and my emotions and my tasks to not allow myself to get so stressed and overwhelmed. We have to go back to the beginning. Friday, February 3rd, 2023. The day started out as any normal Friday in this last semester. I woke up, I got ready for my one class of the day, and I was off to horticulture. I had my agenda set. First class, then finish and submit my revision one for my radio production and podcasting class, then work, then the basketball game with my friends. It was supposed to be a smooth and productive day. Boy, was I naive. Class went as usual, and it was a beautiful day. So I decided to walk down the hill after class to my apartment and get to work in a study room. There is the first little hiccup. Quite literally 100 feet from the entrance of my apartment building, I fell. I slipped on the fresh layer of February ice, and down I went. There were at least, (laughs) at least five people walking behind me that witnessed the entire thing, but they did not say anything, and I did not say anything. I must admit it was a graceful fall. I fell, and I slid a little, and then I stood right up, and I kept walking. But the aftermath was not graceful. Two bloody, scraped-up knees later, and my positive attitude toward the day was quickly shifting. The next task on my agenda was to finish and submit my Revision 1 podcast project. I had a little positivity that it wouldn't be that bad. I had my audio recorded, but I was building this project from the ground up. My first task was learning how to use my editing software. I had probably 60 to 90 minutes of uncut raw audio footage that I needed to cut and clean so I could piece it together into a workable project. I spent about three hours editing all of that audio. (laughs) Now, I want you to picture this. Me, a 19-year-old girl, sitting in the fifth floor study room of my apartment complex, bloody knees rested up on a chair, sobbing, trying to figure out this revision in five hours before I had to go to work. At this point, I was a mess. 
I was freaking out. I had no control. I had no composure, but I had to stop and I had to be an adult and I had to go to work. I work at an assisted living facility as a waitress during meals. On a normal day, I love it. Great coworkers, cute old people, free food, what more could you want? On this day, I wanted nothing to do with it. I arrived for work at 4 p.m. and the first thing any of my coworkers said to me was, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I scraped my knees. I have a project due at eight that I have not come close to finishing. Today has been the worst day, is what I wanted to say. But instead I held back the tears and I said, of course. And then another silly little thing added to my bad day. I broke one of my fingernails. That sounds really petty and materialistic, but it was just another little thing that added on to make this bad day seem worse. At this point, I was hopeless. I was ready to throw in the towel. I got back from work and I spent the remainder of time before the deadline piecing together my submission. I sat at my kitchen island one by one, moving each audio clip to where I wanted it to be. At this point, it was 7.50, and I just pushed submit, like I gave up. And then I sat, and I sobbed. I felt like this had quite literally been the worst day of my life. And it was my fault. It's important to note that throughout this day, I was not entirely alone. I had been texting my parents, letting them know that I was having a bad day, and I was I was texting my boyfriend talking about all that was going wrong and how I was having just a terrible, awful, horrendous day. It's your uh, it's your alter ego. It's your Jekyll Hyde being. Krista is a ray of sunshine, but Rista is gray clouds and gloomy. Rista is what my parents call my evil twin. Rista comes out when I'm stressed and overwhelmed. On this day, I was Rista. And anytime Rista emerges, you can't speak sense to her. You can say something to try and console Rista, but she has a comeback or a reason why everything you say won't work. So when Rista emerges, you you are in a deep, dark hole. You get very defensive to everything uh, mm-hmm. when you get to that point of, of, of overwhelmed or stressed or perhaps it's even... Uh, super uh, uh, anxiety in some way, shape, or form. It's not always easy for us to identify what what the problem was, what created it, what led to it. Um, but when it happens, it's it's a real thing. You knew I was struggling. Obviously. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Was it that bad? It wasn't good. My boyfriend, Jared, got to deal with the majority of my troubles that day. I ranted, I complained, I cried. 
seems a little emotional. I think a little is a good way to put it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's smart. (laughs) But I could just tell that you're, like, really stressed out. Like, you you were talking really fast. Like, it was very hard for you to focus on one thing because you just, like, had too much on your plate. My parents and Jared were really what helped me the next day and the next day and the next day. They are my support and help me overcome those little bumps that turn into mountains. The first thing I always tell you is don't make a mountain out of a molehill, which you've already done by that point. You have a mountain to deal with because you've let little things build up. It's hard at that point to get you to to concentrate on just one thing and let's resolve one thing before before we try to tackle the whole mountain. One thing, one little thing. It, it eventually happens, you, um, but I think in your own mind, you have to work yourself through that to realize that, you know what, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Um, the sun will come up tomorrow, tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. I'm a terrible singer, and it usually makes people laugh. And that moment, that brief moment when they laugh, they forget about what what was causing them to feel the way they feel. My bad days truly are made lighter by the people in my life. I don't know if it's a good answer, <gasps> but you know, you just see somebody that you love. You know, they're just going through a hard time and like you don't want to see them go through that. Especially like when they don't have like a whole lot of support and it's just hard to see and so you want to do anything you can to help them. I talked with the people who've supported me on my bad days. What else do you need from the wisest, smartest people that you know? But I also wanted to reach out to someone who understands more specifically and helps college students daily. I had the opportunity to interview a counselor from Utah State University to reach a greater understanding of stress, overwhelming situations, anxiety, and how that plays into life of college students. Amanda Willett is a licensed clinical worker She has her master's in social work and public health. In addition to clinical work, Amanda volunteers with the CAPSA on the mobile crisis team at USU. She utilizes a person-centered approach in her work and uses that to help patients and students struggling with eating disorders, relationship issues, trauma, and mental health. Welcome, Amanda Willett. So my first thoughts that I kind of wanted to talk about was stress. College students are going to be full of stressful situations and we know there's positive and negative stress in our lives. Mm -hmm. Can you differentiate between positive and negative stress? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the way I think about it is that there's really no perfect formula. I think it's really nuanced to each individual and to like each person as far as like what positive and negative stress feels for them. But kind of the general idea is, you know, if we think about a normal curve, right, the ends are low, but there's this big peak in the middle. That's kind of how we want stress to be. If we think of like stress on the bottom, productivity on the um, y-axis, right, if we're on either ends of the spectrum, um, where either we don't have enough stress or we have way too much 
much stress, our productivity is really low. But we need some sort of like optimal level of stress to get us to do something. The ways that we can feel that, and again, it's nuanced for everyone, but it's that we feel some sort of activation and and we can still see the future ahead of us, right? It doesn't <laughs> stop us from like feeling like everything is doom and gloom. Yeah, it's not weighing us down. You know, we have a little bit of energy moving in our body, Mm -hmm. um, but it's not like too much to where it really stops us from doing enough or there's not enough at all to not really push us or motivate us to do Mm -hmm. something, right? Stress is both a motivator and inhibitor, whether it pushes you to accomplish tasks or physically holds us down. And so if we think about negative stress, that's when we're feeling it very physically or mentally. Um, our mind is really bogged down with different things. And it's thoughts. just like exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we need stress <laughs> and it can be bad, but it can be good. So how do we manage that and like get that good level where it's good and bad? So I think first is really, again, like that perspective on it. And when we really try to push stress away, that makes it this big bad monster that exists within us. Instead, if we can really like accept it and acknowledge that, hey, this is part of life because it's going to be there. Like there's no way we can go throughout life stress free, I guess, unless we win the lottery and live in Hawaii or something (laughs) like that. But um, so one is really just acknowledging and and accepting that stress is going to be part of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's there to communicate something to me instead of viewing it as it's, oh my gosh, it's this thing that weighs me down and gets in the way of life. Like, actually, stress exists to communicate something to me, whether it's like, this really matters to me, or the just this feels scary, I'm worried about grades, I'm worried about what life looks like, or something, right? It's trying to tell us something. So just noticing that stress is there, trying to figure out what is it really trying to tell me, Um, And then doing some sort of self-soothing or something that distracts us a little bit to get out of it. It causes us to go into emotion mind mm-hmm. and emotion mind that's I mean we've we've all felt it if we're like angry or really sad about something there's no logic going on oh, yeah. right all the energy of our in our brain is really in the emotion parts and it's not thinking logically mm-hmm. so nothing productive can really happen anyways <laughs> yeah. if we're feeling overly stressed right mm-hmm. so if we can regulate ourselves if we can like go outside for a walk if we can cool our body down that engages our calming system which is opposite of our stress response if we can listen to like our favorite song eat our favorite food do something look at a picture of our favorite pet or family or whatever we can do something that soothes us a little bit that gets us out of our emotion mind so we can really look at what the real problem is and then think more effectively moving forward i didn't think about that emotion mind stuff but Mm -hmm. i think that's something when i have bad days i always reach out to my mom Mm -hmm. lay all my problems on her i send like paragraph (laughs) messages of text and she says Okay, I know you're like not in a good place right now, but I can't say anything right now that will like resonate. Like everything I say right now, you're gonna find fault in. So go do something else. Like, mm-hmm. And then we can come back and fix the problem. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's good to acknowledge. I like that, yeah. And that's a good point too, really having a, a solid social network, even if it's just one or two people, right? Having like social connection is so important to Mm -hmm. our mental health um and really is the biggest predictor of our mental health so having that having just someone to unload on is really Mm -hmm. helpful too yeah so that's kind of the formula like let's name it let's acknowledge it let's do let's do something to distract ourselves from it a little bit and then let's go back at like what's really the problem Mm -hmm. here so another part of my bad day was i Mm -hmm. let myself become overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and 
I don't think I realized I was overwhelmed until really late in the in the day when mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is terrible. So how can we recognize that we're becoming overwhelmed and proactively stop that so we don't we let it spiral and roll into some avalanche of a problem? Yeah. So I think it it has a lot to do with like mindfulness and really getting in tune with ourselves. Our body gives us a lots of cues and a lot of these things, I mean, they're not just felt physically, but usually that's the first thing that happens or that's mm-hmm. the thing that we continue to because it's more concrete um, than maybe some of more of like the cognitive things that can happen. And so really trying to tune into and regularly check in with yourself of like, what am I feeling right now? Like having that pause, like, what am I feeling in my body? That overwhelm and stress. Um, there, you know, there are four different stress responses: fight, flight, freeze, and appease. They're all kind of di- um, associated with a different activation levels in our body. You know, fight is when we really want to like kind of be aggressive towards something or go after something, kind of really lean into it. Um, flight means we really we want to run away, we want to withdraw, we want to isolate ourselves. Um, so you think about a fight's more activation, flight is a little bit less activation, um, but activation away from instead of towards something. Mm-hmm. Freeze is really that shutdown. So maybe feeling numb. I know I always wanted to just like go to sleep and I had lots of homework to do. <laughs> that was my freeze response. Um, you know, something that again, it just like paralyzes us. We don't really have much activation. Appease is wanting to do whatever the situation calls for because that feels mm. like what is safest in the moment, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's really just tuning into like, what am I feeling in my body? Like, am I feeling, do I have tension? Do I, is my stomach dropping? Um, Do I like have a headache? You know, things like that, that really tell us that we're feeling overwhelmed or stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, And there can be cognitive things too, of like racing thoughts, or I'm like always thinking about the future, worrying about the future, it's doom and gloom in the future, or I'm really stuck in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I think it's kind of nuanced to each individual, but I think it's like taking the time to notice what are my signs of overwhelm like physically mentally emotionally socially right um and naming those out and then getting in the habit of like how can i check in with myself if it's just like once a day like you know sometime that it's easy like in the morning when i'm getting ready or at Mm -hmm. night when i'm going to bed right to really tune into like what are my early signs so that way i can like do something Mm -hmm. about it i can either address the issue do something again that's self-soothing or comforting something i know is going to get my um help me feel balanced i just want to touch on like physically what does stress do to your body like we know it has major effects on a person's health Mm -hmm. so what are those effects yeah um they can be really widespread and and like can differ over time if we really aren't addressing stress which i think stress really comes up when we have an emotion underneath that Mm -hmm. we're like uncomfortable having or not wanting to have and either way the emotion and the stress are both associated with like energy in our body and so energy is not created or destroyed like we know from physics Mm -hmm. and so if we just hold that in our body we don't really do anything about it to like to move it out to to get it out outside of us then it just it creates damage to our organs essentially and our muscles like we feel chronic tension we can have like long-term digestive issues we can have um like cardiovascular issues right because stress Mm -hmm. is also associated with increased heart rate so right if our heart is continually 
pumping at high rates when it doesn't need to be like that Mm -hmm. can just wear out that muscle over time and lead to issues um you know can lead to things like hypertension diabetes uh premature death scary yeah (laughs) scary scary for sure so yeah so really trying to like just like move that energy get it out of you in some way just walk it out shake it out mm-hmm. dance it out do something <laughs> to move it because it will give you some clarity you yeah know, it might seem silly in the moment it will mm-hmm. give you some clarity to move that energy around yeah we shifted our conversation slightly to discuss what may lead to stress anxiety and overwhelming situations um i think a lot of times college students at least mm-hmm. procrastinate and that leads to stressful days and overwhelming days when you have a due date coming up or something's happening Mm -hmm. so why do people procrastinate like why is that something in our brain that Mm -hmm. we do if it causes us stress yeah that's a great question right it's like why do we do that Uh right (laughs) um but really i mean if you think about it it's that freeze response to stress so our you know kind of again our stress response is our body's way of keeping us safe and protected it's like an old mechanism that we our body just went to and we don't think about it it's not really conscious we just go to it because back in the day and even now like if a car is coming at us we don't want to think about oh should i run or like where do we go or we just <laughs> yeah. want our body to do that uh-huh. we just want it to go and so any with all of those four stress responses we, our body just goes there and does it because it's trying to keep us safe mm-hmm. it's perceiving some sort of threat or danger whether it's real or not real you know not necessarily life-threatening but maybe mm-hmm. it feels threatening to our future career or to our grades or whatever it might be for college students mm-hmm. right and so our body just kind of goes there it goes to that freeze response right for some mm-hmm. people it's freeze and that means shut down that means procrastination and then what can be really reinforcing about it is because t- typically what we do when we procrastinate is something that we enjoy whether it's watching tv or on social media hanging out with friends right that's mm-hmm. really rewarding that's like immediately rewarding yeah Versus if we think about if we complete an assignment, that might be rewarding because we get the grade that we want and that gets us to the career or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that we want in the long run. But that feels so far away. (laughs) The immediate reward is like instantly I feel good when I watch TV because I'm not thinking or having to do much or instantly I feel good when I'm hanging out with friends because it's fun Mm -hmm. and enjoyable. And so that can create this like really incessant loop. Right, something stressful, we shut down, we then do something else that's instantly rewarding we are more stressed Uh and then we maybe go to more shutdown because that's where our body goes when we're stressed anyways (laughs) and our stress is larger and then we do something we enjoy and that's rewarding and then it just keeps going (laughs) oh boy yeah (laughs) yeah which is not to say that we can't break out of that yeah but it takes a little effort it takes some effort yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) so maybe don't do that you still get in that loop (laughs) yeah or it's just like really noticing that it's happening Uh uh-huh and trying to redirect because if our brain is going one way that's just like its automatic path Mm -hmm. it's going to keep going that way until we disrupt it and start to create a new path Mm -hmm. and that's going to take time like if you think about there's tall grass and we want to create a path walking on it once is not going to do anything we need to continue to walk on it over time over weeks or months for it to create this new path well thank you so much yeah i'm like i'm like I'm taking all this in. I'm like, I need all of this right now. I'm going to listen back and be like, what can I do this week with all of this information? (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to help out. Very helpful. And it's a really important topic, especially for college students. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. I want to give another huge thank you to Amanda. Her work and the resources colleges provide are so helpful. Every college offers programs like USU's CAPS to support their students. If you are struggling, reach out. Reach out to counselors, professors, parents, friends. What I have learned from bad days such as these is that you will have overwhelming, seemingly bad days, but you can make it a terrible negative day, or you can learn and grow and let it become a positive day. I will always get overwhelmed. Bad things will still happen, but I know I get to choose how it will affect me. I'd like to thank and acknowledge my parents and Jared for being willing to share their view on my bad days, and especially for being there on my bad days. (laughs) I don't know what I'd do without them. And another thanks to Amanda Willett and USU for offering support for students. They have not only supported me through this project, but I can turn to them for support anytime. College is a hard time. It's new and scary and lonely and confusing. I have gone through the most wonderful highs, and I have hit rock bottom lows, like on this day. Use the people around you. Use your resources. Understand how stress works in your life, and learn how to control it. Like my dad said, The sun will come up tomorrow.